Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. And take your Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. We'll read two different sections, two different texts of that same book, 1 Thess chapter 3, 10 through 13. Then we'll go to chapter 5 of that same book. Go preach a message to you in the moments that remain tonight called The Premacy of Prayer. The Premacy of Prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Thank you, Minister Micah. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, team. Go to verse 10 through 13. If you're all there, say amen. I'm going to read from the New International Version. Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when the Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Go to chapter 5 and go down to verse 16 if you can find that, please. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for what you've done in 2019 and now on this opening day of 2020. We look to you with expectant hearts and we position ourselves with the plumb line of your word and the premacy of prayer and the efficacy of all that you're doing through your word and your spirit, your blood and your name. Holy Spirit, come. Would you just lift your voice and ask God to talk to you tonight? Lord, speak to us with great clarity, I pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. We do have notes for you. They're coming around. Right around this time of the year, people are very depleted in vitamin D. And so, as, um, as an, in an effort to help you with your vitamin D depletion, I've worn my pink shirt. Amen. So, there you go. The days are getting longer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Summer's on the way. The salmon are out there somewhere. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that penguin on that you know, that, that, that was that happy feet or something? They just pray for the earth to turn. You know, just let the earth turn. So, so that summer's coming again. And uh, so grateful for, for having a tremendous holiday season. I hope you all enjoyed the holidays. And we had so many services and so many people touched. And we're so thankful for all that God did in 2019. Thousands, and that's not an exaggeration, thousands of people saved 
through this ministry, many, many baptized in water, many, many baptized in the Spirit. It was our strongest year that we have ever had, and I think we ought to give God a great hand clap of praise. Amen. In preparation for fasting and, and prayer, I want to bring to you this message. Um, there was an interesting, uh, you all heard of Albert Einstein. 1952, a Princeton doctoral student asked him, uh, is there anything that, is not, that, that, that nobody's done a doctoral study on? He was looking for a topic that had never been done before, and Albert Einstein said, do it on prayer. That's quite a thing, and he's not known to be a believer. I don't know the, the condition of his heart when he passed away, but that's, that's an interesting thing, prayer. Mostly in the Western world, prayer is uh, not a topic that's preached on a lot in churches, and, uh, which is sort of an oxymoron. I mean, very much. I mean, church, and then you don't have prayer. And um, we endeavor to, to go to the next level in prayer. And I think if everyone had a revelation of the importance of prayer, then we would all go to another level in prayer. And so as I, as I studied and as I prayed, and I'm preparing my heart again to, to fast and prayer, pray, started, started backing away from some of the sweets. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, by the six, we will go into f- full fast mode. We're in preparation for fasting and prayer. Write in your notes. Prayer is a priority of this house. And I'm praying and believing God that we will have 100 people in morning prayer here in this house. And there's, there's a few hundred here now. So just 100 really isn't all that many. You say, why, why would you do that? Well, I think one of the reasons is I was discipled that way. I Dr. Morocco, who's my pastor, and he's our global leader over all of our 267 churches, the main message of his life is about praying. And so that just got on us. And uh, we have seen the power. Prayer changes things. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32, that's, that's that text that I've taught you on many times before where Jesus says to Peter, except he calls him Simon, and he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. I like the fact that Satan has to ask. I don't like the fact that something within the heart of Peter, Simon, Simon's the hint, something within his heart made him a candidate for sifting. I don't want to be sifted in Jesus' name. If you want to be sifted, then there's something wrong with you. Come on, anybody here want to go all the way? How many of you want to finish the race? How many of you want to fulfill the plan of God? How many of you want to see all of God's plan brought about for you, your family, your babies, your church? Come on, somebody, the nation for Alaska. Can you say amen? Amen. Right, so, you know, there is a sifting that takes place. You don't have to be in church too long to see people sifted. It happens. And uh, I'm planning to not be sifted. The interesting thing about that text is that Jesus prayed for Simon that he wouldn't fall away, that he would come back to him. You know what happened to Simon? Well, Simon came to his senses. It's a pretty good rooster, and the reason is because I lived in Hawaii for a little while, and we learned how to do roosters. So not as good as Pastor Kirsten, so you should heal his rooster. He could be. And cows. He does all kinds of barn animal and things. Anyway, it's amazing. 
So the cock crowed three times and the prophetic word comes to pass. It's a, it's a, great, a great thing, really, because it's, it's a statement that God's still in control. He knows when a rooster's going to crow. He knows what you're going through. And Peter comes to his senses and he repents and he's eventually restored. And it's because Jesus prayed for Peter's faith. So how many are out there tonight that maybe, maybe somebody hasn't prayed for them and they failed and they didn't turn around? Prayer changes things. Say it again. Prayer changes things. In Acts chapter 12 and verse 5, as in an introduction to this text that we read, Peter's in prison, but the church was earnestly praying. Notice the word earnestly praying. Earnest prayer. It's different than a milk-toast prayer. It's different than a lackadaisical prayer. It's different than a now I lay me down to sleep prayer. It's, it's the earnest prayer is different than just, I don't know what the opposite of earnest would be. What would that be? Lazy prayer? Slacker prayer. Well, Lord, um, amen. No, that, that, that's, not, not, that, that's not what they're, their church is interceding. They're like, oh God! Save Peter. I mean, you begin to see actually an assassination attempt against Peter because if the enemy could take out the leader of the church, strike the shepherd, you scatter the sheep. And so there's this ongoing assignment that has been over Peter. In Acts 16, verse 26, now Paul and Silas are in prison. They're praying and singing hymns. This is Acts 16. Uh, you can look from 25, but 26, it says this, about midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. And it goes on to say that there, an earthquake came, all the chains fell off and all the prison doors opened. Why? Because they had a prayer meeting. Back to the, 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 the gentleman who was sincerely troubled over his circumstances that he found himself in. He had done all of the counsel. He had done everything he knew to do, but he hadn't fasted and prayed. Oh, he prayed, but there's an earnest prayer that's different than a prayer that's not as earnest. Can I say it that way? The fervent prayer of Elijah, it says, and I might start preaching because I ain't getting the kind of amens I'm looking for. Come on. It says in the book of James that Elijah was a, was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed and the heavens were shut up. Say shut up. That's right. We're shut up for three years. And at the word of the Lord, he prayed again, and the heavens were opened, and it rained. And if you go to that text and you look at the life of Elijah and what he prayed, he didn't just pray once. He didn't, he didn't pray once. He prayed numerous times, and he sent Gehazi out to go see if there's rain. He put, in fact, at one section, he puts his head between his... I'm not going to do that because I've eaten too much. But it's a birthing It's a birthing position, which no man knows what that's like. I did have one guy tell me, if you want to know what it's like to give birth to a baby, just take your upper lip and peel it back over your head. It's something like that. I thought, whoa. Fervent prayer. The priority, write in your notes now, the priority of the Apostle Paul's life was prayer. You can't read through the New Testament and not see that this guy was committed his whole life to praying. And as it wasn't, it wasn't just like some cute little meditative prayer so he could get peace. If, if you, if, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but, but I just feel pushed 
from behind to talk about it now. If you look at the world, they're like, oh, yeah, no, prayer's good because you can get peace. Yeah, the world will always talk about you, selfies. It's a whole selfie thing about you getting peace. And I think it's great that we have peace. But prayer is more than having peace. It's actually about bringing the kingdom of God. In Romans 15, verse 30, says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me. Listen to this. This is the Apostle Paul. To join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. To join me in my struggle by... This guy wrote three quarters of the New Testament. Can I say it that way? And he says, join me in my struggle. What? Do, do you, can you relate to this at all? I've found that most people, they don't really, it's not been taught or it's not in them somehow. The prayer has got to become the very fabric of our lives, to quote Dr. Morocco. And we endeavor to. And I've found this. It's a fight to pray. It is a fight. You know, I, uh, I go to the gym consistently. I'm committed. And um, I, I've found myself as I've gotten more mature, which is not old, it's different. <laughs> I have routines. How many of you have a routine? You know, you'll find that, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're getting out of the shower, you dry yourself a certain way. You, people will use same patterns, where you brush your teeth, how you put the toothpaste. Some of you don't brush your teeth, so you, you need to brush your teeth. Amen. Are you going to have big dentist bills? All right. Or, or have wooden teeth or something. I, Got to brush your teeth. Got to floss. Hello. You, you got to, you put your toothbrush, you know, in the same place, maybe. How many of you know what I'm talking about? All right. You've got routines of how you go to sleep and, and routines in, in sleeping. In fact, is Pastor Karen here? She's not here, right? Praise God. She stepped out. Hallelujah. We, ha- we have some sleep routines and, um, I'm, I'm apparently not allowed to tell you about those. Let me just tell you, let me, let me tell them myself. I've got numerous pillows. I have three. Down, not foam. And, and, and I, I, I like a specific, not too full, just right. And I have three pillows because I rotate them in the night. Because I like my pillow cold. And I, I like just a certain way. And, and uh, we have a lot of fans now going throughout the room, so it's sort of like a tornado, and it's really easy to get a cold pillow, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> Routines. I, I went off to the gym, and... Uh... Hi, Pastor Karen's here now. <laughs> I went off to the gym, and um, I... Praise break. <laughs> My man. And uh, I use eucalyptus oil um, as a part of my process at the end of my workout in, in the steam room, in the sauna room. And, um, and I go through a bottle of that about one a month. So I ran out yesterday, and I came back to tell my supplier, which is 
Pastor Karen, I've run out. And so she said, oh, gosh, that was fast. I said, no, it's about a month. And she goes, well, I'm not sure we have any. I'm, well, in Jesus' name. You know, so she found me a bottle, and I put it back in the place that I always have my eucalyptus oil, which is right next to my lock. I got this little routine in my, in my bag, you know, and then going to the gym and all that. And as the, at the completion of my workout today, the Lord was telling me, he said, be sure to share with, with my people tonight about the priority of having a daily routine of prayer. And I thought, well, oh, yeah, amen. I mean, that's part of the message. He says, no, no, no. The reason you realize that you have no more eucalyptus oil is because you have a routine. Because if you had not a routine, then, then you might have went to go get it and there would be none. But you knew that you were low because the last time you went to use it, you used the last of it. And so now you're home and you're getting fresh oil. I want to tell you something. If you don't have a regular prayer life, and the Lord spoke this to me. He said, the reason the anointing and the power of my spirit is flowing in the degree that it is. And, and, and the way that he said that to me was in the degree that it is. In other words, there's a whole lot more, son. So whatever measure you have is because you have whatever prayer you have going on. And I thought, Thank God for, thank God for a pattern of prayer. Amen. I mean, I, I can't even get out of it now. Honestly, I don't like getting up for prayer. Pastor Kirsten loves getting up for prayer. I, I, I don't, I'm not like a morning person. I force myself to get up. But here's the thing. Even when I'm tired, I still wake up. I've been doing it for so many years. It's like even if I'm going to sleep in, bing, I'm going to have a prayer meeting even if I stay in bed with my cold pillows and all the wind and everything, I'm staying in bed. The Apostle Paul asked for prayer. Why would he be asking for prayer? Why would he do that? Because he understood something that I hope to teach you tonight in the moments that remain. He understood the priority of prayer. He understood the premise, the premise of prayer, the importance, the absolute paramount importance of prayer. If you look at your notes, the Apostle Paul prayed for the church. In Philippians chapter 1, and verse 3, I thank God upon every remembrance of you. He's, he, he's praying for the church. In Colossians 1.9, he's not even been to Colossae. He had, he had Epaphras, which is one of his disciples, go to, to this place called Colossae. And they planted a church, and it was so tied to the Apostle Paul through this depth of relationship with Epaphras that they called the Apostle Paul father. Wow, and he'd never been there. And it says, it says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9, for this reason we also since the day we heard of it. Heard of what? Heard of their faith. We do not cease to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. He'd only heard of them. He, and they didn't have email. And they didn't have DM. And they didn't have Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. They definitely didn't have MySpace either. mentioning you in our prayer. The Apostle Paul prayed earnestly, and he earnestly persevered in prayer. I filled the notes in for you on the, on the, on the blanks because we had some people that needed a little bit of help, so we thought we'd try it by filling them in for you. Earnestly persevered. Earnestly persevered. 
In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, this is a great scripture for day and night prayer, and we will have a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week prayer meeting. Night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again. Night and day prayer. That's praying without ceasing. In Luke 18, Jesus tells a parable about never giving up. And I I don't want to take the whole time to go through it, but, but you should go look. Never give up in prayer. Once you know what God's will is based upon his word, then you stand on that thing and and it doesn't matter. I mean, you don't stop until they're selling ice cream in hell. Do you understand what I'm telling you? You do not quit until it comes to pass. He said, well, well, it hasn't happened yet. Well, it ain't over yet. I had a, I had a situation this past week that, that tried to mock me. It was something that, that came up and it was, it's not how I've envisioned it over the past 20 or 30 years. I'm, 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 how many of you have believing for some stuff long time now? Okay. You say, why is it so long? A day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. It's really not all that long. You know what long is? Eternity. Miss that. Don't receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Then you'll know long when you die. That would be, that would be really long. Weeping, gnashing of teeth. That would be long. This is not long. This is a vapor, just a moment. It's a brief moment we call life. And we're contending and we're praying. And sometimes, you know, I know. You know, God's got to deal with the likes of us. I mean, think about this. Think if, if, if Jesus didn't pray for Peter, what would have happened in Peter's faith? Well, he might, it might not, have, not might have made it. So the blessings of God that he said for you to have that are yours, the precious promises that are yes and amen, Your role and responsibility is to stand and to pray and see they come to pass. So if it has not come to pass yet, you're not done. Come on, resist the devil. Submit to God, resist the devil. He will will flee. So if he hasn't gone yet, then you're not done resisting yet. And you've got to learn to pray and contend earnestly, persevere. Earnestly, persevere. You know, uh, it was uh, on Monday, I think. What day is it today? Monday, I think it was Monday. Monday is like National Chest Day for those who lift weights. More people do chest workout on Monday than any other day. I don't know why that is. So I go in and I'm doing my chest workout and I, I stack it just a little bit heavy. I don't work out with it. I work out with Jesus. He's my workout partner. And I, I, I get on, I'm, I'm into this thing. I'm warmed up. I'm starting to push about as much as I can. And I survey the room. So I mean, you have to kind of be like a, a gym person to understand what I'm talking about. I survey the room to see there's somebody within eyeshot that, that I can get help if I need it. But I'm, but I'm not going to ask for help just yet. I'll, I'll ask for a spot, but this time I felt like, I got it. So I got under this thing. It's an incline bench. And it's my, I've got, a, I think I had to do, I had to do four. And so I, I get three, but that thing's moving slow. And I'm like, rack it. I'm like, No. Right, right, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And so I, it's, a, it's a game of putting my flesh down. And so this thing comes down, and when it comes down, I realized, oh, Jesus, you know? So it comes down, I'm like, oh, and I get it to here, and it is ever so slowly moving. I'm like, oh, come on. And I kind of look, and this guy's like, it's another weightlifter guy. He's like, oh, Pastor Bracken might need some help. He kind of motions, looks, takes a step. I'm like, yes, and I rack it. I got it. Hallelujah. But that's persevering. 
That's persevering. Many people quit right before the breakthrough. Quit right before the right before the angel shows up with the package. He's coming. That's more like an eagle or something. The angel. My wife's like, don't do that. My wife has, we have signals, right? She says, you don't want to do stuff like that with the pink shirt and everything. It's just way too feminine. Just go like this. So the angel comes through. The angel's coming. And you quit. Oh, Lord, do you even love me? And you walk off, and you just about have to breathe. You've got to persevere. You've got to persevere. You've got to persevere fervently. Persevere. Don't quit. Don't ever, 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 ever give up. Where are you going to go to? You know, the, the praying through is something that, if you grew up in church, you heard that term all the time. How many of you heard the term praying through? How many of you never heard it? Okay, praying through means you pray until you're through. (laughs) So you know where God wants to bring you. You know what his purpose and his plan is revealed by his word. Then you pray until it happens. The Apostle Paul saw prayer as a means of overcoming Satan's hindrance or hindering. Now this, this is fat right here with Revelation. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18. Turn there, please. Therefore we wanted to come to you, I, even I, Paul, time and again. But Satan hindered us. So what is his response to Satan hindering us is seen in the text that we read that night and day we pray. Don't miss that. Most people don't understand that there is a very real demonic entity. I mean, Satan, his minions, there are powers of darkness. So if the apostle Paul could be hindered, how many of you think, be fair to conclude, that, he, that, that very possibly the enemy could hinder you? How many of you you think you would love to hinder us? How many of you think you would love to stop us from building our building? Well, again, in the words of MC Hammer. (laughs) Come on, lift your hands and say, I'm going all the way through. Come on, say it. I'm going, come on, say, I'm going to fulfill God's plan for my life. Come on, 2020 is my year. Say it. Because I'm going to pray. Go ahead and say that. You can't raise the dead. You can't heal the sick. Please, please hear me all the way through before you think I'm like committing heresy. Can't provide. We can't do, but without God, we can do nothing. John 15 says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So whatever you can do apart from him is nothing. 
But with him, we can do all things. With him, we can raise the dead. With him, we can heal the sick. Come on, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But prayer is the key to releasing God's power. So if you don't have a prayer life, how can you possibly think that you're going to see power manifested? Come on, go like this. <laughs> go like this. First Thessalonians 3.11, now may, now may our God. The answer to blockage of Satan is night and day prayer. Fervent, persistent prayer. Now may God the Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. This is 1 Thessalonians 3.11. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love. The, the prayers of the Apostle Paul are so powerful, you should pray them over yourself. Pray them over the church. Pray them over your kids. May the Lord make you increase. Come on, put a hand on the shoulder of the person next to you if that's all right. If they're not, then just tell them, don't touch me, all right? <laughs> say, this, say this, say, may the Lord make you increase. And, in, abound, and abound in love to one another and to all. May he establish your heart blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ with all his holy ones. Great prayer. Somebody said, I don't know how to pray. Just get the, script, get the, get the word. Get, 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 get the word and pray the word. Pray the word over people. Wow. So Satan could hinder us. That's right. God's speaking to us tonight. So simply on this first service of 2020. Minister Micah, would you take the keys, please? We must not allow the world to shape our thinking about prayer. So what we, what we teach pastors that we're raising up and what we've been taught over all these years is that you have to teach, you have to preach on prayer at least every 90 days. And in actual fact, it should be more part of your, it should just sow it in. Evangelism is, is the same thing. Evangelism is the same thing. Got to teach on prayer. Got to teach on evangelism. Got to teach on giving. Constantly have to sow these truths into a healthy church because a church only stays healthy because it prays. A church only stays healthy because there's evangelism going on. How many of you know it's not about us? It's about those that aren't here. Amen. Those empty seats, we repent for them tonight. God help us to bring people in. Got to give. You know, giving is like, man, greed wants to get a hold of you. You got to tithe. You got to give. God doesn't need your money. You need to learn to give, to walk in obedience to his word and in a covenant relationship with him, that, he, that you would know him as your source. Let me say this. If you never tithe, then you don't know him as provider. We'll follow this. This is something the Lord spoke to me a long time ago. He said, son, how do you know me as Savior? I said, well, I believe that you died on a cross and rose again from the grave, and, and, and it became real to me, and I, I, I repented, and I, I believe that you paid the price in my place so I don't have to die, and I called on you, and you, you came into my life, and you washed me, and you cleansed me, and made me new. I'm born again. He said, that's right. So how do you know me as Savior? By knowing your word and taking action and receiving you. He says, well, how do you know me as provider? And I thought, uh, 
He said, the only way to know me is provider, fully. You could see my provision because of grace, but the only way to really know me as provider, the one who throws open windows of heaven, that kind of provider, is that you tithe and that you give. If you'll do that, I will show myself to you as an amazing provider, and there's no other way to see that happen. You don't have to get nervous. I'm not taking an offering. Maybe. <laughs> don't allow the world to shape your thinking about prayer or anything else. Make prayer a priority in your life as it was for the Apostle Paul. What are some of the priorities in your life? Like I told you, I go to the gym. Is that a priority? It is. I go to the gym. It's, it helps me. It's part of my walk with the Lord. I go, me and Jesus, we go training. I don't talk to anybody there. I'm rude. In fact, let me just say, if, if, if you're there at the gym and I was there and I didn't say hi, I don't say hi to anybody. I got my head down. I'm all about crucifixion, get it done, resurrection, leave the gym. I'm not there. It's not social for me at all. It's full training. And so I've offended lots of people. I thought, man, I should just work out at home. I'm offending people. I had somebody once, excuse me, pastor. I was like, uh, can't talk right now. <laughs> like, oh, something wrong with him. That's a priority for me. You know what else is a priority for me? Sleep. I lie. I need, six, I, I need seven hours. Unless I'm fasting. If I'm eating sugar and stuff, I need lower like nine. If I'm eating right, I need like six or seven hours, but not five. Five's no good. So a priority for me is I got to get rest. There's certain priorities. Like going to work. Do you have work as a priority? You, you should have, work should be important. Church is a priority. Amen. See, that's your work. No, I was doing this long before, long before that. Long before. We were in every service long before. Went into full time. We were already full time when we went full time. It's a priority. So let me ask you, is prayer a priority? Because if it isn't, and you're going into 2020 and you think it's just all just gonna drop in your lap, you know, like Ruth and Boaz, you're just gonna hook up like that and it's just gonna be awesome. Prayer releases God's power to bring heaven and earth. Psalm 37 says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Make prayer a priority in 2020. Now we're gonna seek the Lord for 21 days and we fast and we pray and we get, we're getting fresh vision for the next five years. That's what we're doing. We're getting the word of the Lord like the word of the Lord for 2019 was what? Does anybody remember? Multiply, right? To multiply. And we said it, we, we articulated it by saying we are blessed and we will multiply or we are multiplying. So multiply was the word of the Lord for 2019. What's the word for 20, What's the word of the Lord for 2020? Well, we're seeking God for that. I had somebody ask me, can you tell me? Well, it's, it's the new year. It's not I don't have it yet. Amen. I'm going to eat some more fudge and get after it here in about a week. Amen. I mean, I'm still open. You know, God can speak. But when you delight yourself in the Lord and you make him a priority, he begins to speak to you and he gives you dreams and visions. It's a, it's a process by which God brings heaven into the earth. He gives us vision right there. When you have prayer as a priority, he'll release vision in your life. When you have prayer as a priority, he'll give us wisdom. I can't tell you the amount of times where I didn't know what to do and I prayed and all of a sudden I had a thought, had an idea, then a scripture came, 
and I knew the answer to the problem that was before me as I was praying. We have a, we have a gentleman, and uh, he, he might be online. Uh, he, he likes being in the background. He's a business person. He doesn't want anybody to know who he is. He dr- kind of drifts in, drifts out, works really hard, and lives to give. That's what he does. So he was telling me that he had this idea for an invention. And we texted back and forth today. He had this idea for an invention. He said, I knew it was God. And I said, well, how'd you know it was God? He said, because it would not go away. And every time I prayed, it just coming in soon, it became almost tormenting. I had to sit down and make this thing. And I went into my shop and I made this thing. And you know what happened? You know what happened? He just got called by the biggest uh, producer of, I'm, I'm trying to use words to, to veil what's happening for him. He got contacted by one of the bigger, biggest producers of that industry to, to use his invention. And they're in process. It's so big that he would, he's already very, very prospered, but, but it's so big that it'll just be ridiculous release of wealth. And he says to me, the reason, I, the reason I'm believing for that is so that I could just give into that building. I said, come on, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Oh, God, let it happen for him. Not only for him, God, for every single one of us. Come on, I'm going to tell you, when you'll seek God, He'll release vision, He'll release wisdom. You need insight. And He changes situations. How many of you need some change? I don't mean pocket change. I mean like change situations. Are you willing to do your part to see the situation changed? I mean, you know, we can nod and, and I'm with you to say amen. You know where the proof is? The proof is actually, you know, tomorrow morning. Not just tomorrow morning, four weeks from now. The proof is, are you willing to contend? I've seen, we've seen my wife and I, and I have so many testimonies here, and I'm, I'm closing. This is my first close. I'll take at least three. It's just one. It's the first one. We've seen so many miracles in our life, in our marriage, in our children, in our finances physically, physical miracles. We've seen so many miracles in the church. It's astounding. I mean, to actually see that building standing there and how God gave us the property back in one moment, and the church making basically three million in equity in one day because of the word of a 10-year-old. I mean, you have to read the whole story. Just supernatural. When I think back about how God did all of these things, it's always connected to prayer. And I can't help without, you know, beating myself up. That some things the Lord really desired to do maybe a little quicker. But I wasn't in the place of prayer and contending. According to your faith, may be done unto you. God is not a cosmic bellhop where you just like ding and he can show up and serve you your five-star meal. Oh, well, thank you, Lord. I pray, Now I name me down to sleep. Come on. There is a contending. You as a very real enemy. Your flesh is a very real enemy. The world 
is a very real enemy. They invade your thinking. You get your thinking, you know. Oh, yo, I need to pray so I can have peace. Yeah, peace is good. That's right. You need to have prayer to release the vision of God in your life. You need to have prayer to release the kingdom in your life. You need to have prayer to overcome the third enemy, which is Satan. You see, you're freaking me out. Good. Pray. If you'll learn to prioritize prayer, I think of no greater message, and I really believe God spoke to me tonight to share this with you sober-mindedly to tell you the greatest priority of 2020 is your prayer life. Because if you get that right, you get that right, and all the other things will just bloom in front of you. Can you say amen? That's the way it was for the Apostle Paul. here you say, I'm I'm going to pray more. Come on, you'll pray more. How many of you are going to commit yourself? Commit yourself to prayer. Come on, stand up on your feet. I didn't go long. Here's my my third, second or third closing. I don't know which one it is. Come on, raise your hand. Stand up on your feet all across this place and you tell the Lord. You commit to Him. Listen, for some of you, five minutes is a wonderful start. And I don't know, I'm not being demeaning at all. If you have no prayer life, start five minutes every day. So add it, to the, add it to the prioritization of your life. So you're going to get up, you're going to shower, you do whatever you do, you brush your teeth, you're going to go make coffee. Hallelujah. Amen? All right. Then take five minutes. You say, well, I'll be late. Well, get up earlier, for goodness sake. Amen? Get up a little earlier. Have a time in the work. Get into that, that, that Bible reading schedule. doesn't take long. And you begin to draw near to God. And if you draw near to Him, He will draw near to you. And you'll see a release of God's power. And you'll begin to see that the power of darkness broken off of your friends, broken off of your family, broken off of your life. Listen, we've had things broken off of us that we didn't even know were on us. There there was a hindrance in our life that we didn't even know was a hindrance until all of a sudden when we were praying realized, oh my gosh, we've been held back by the enemy. You foul, ugly thing. I command you to loose your hold right now. And then we were aware of it. And then we moved through and broke through. Some of you have patterns of thinking that are so contrary to truth. And you just live that way. And you live in a cycle of captivity. And it just goes around and around. You're like a gerbil on a wheel. Get off the wheel. The way that you realize you're on one is by having a habit of prayer. Get in prayer. Come to the morning times of prayer. If you can't make it, then set aside some time where you're praying. We're going to have some Friday night prayer through January. We'll tell you more about that on the weekend. God is doing amazing things. Come on, lift your voice all across this place and tell them what you're going to do this year. Oh, come on. I'm going to prioritize prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord, for our loved ones. Come on, pray for your loved ones right now. We pray for our loved ones. We pray, God, that you would cause the blinding assignment of the enemy to be broken off. The scales of their eyes, even like Paul or Saul on the way to Damascus. And he heard a voice and saw light. He fell to the ground. And you spoke to him. Then he was three days blind and Ananias came and prayed over him and scales, something like scales fell from his eyes. Lord, cause the scales to fall from the eyes of every single one of our loved ones. I pray a breaking off of that new age deception in Jesus' name. I pray a breaking off of secular humanism and the power of the mind in the name of Jesus. 
I pray a breaking off of false religion and idolatry. I pray a severing of the works of the flesh and the operation of, of the demonic, Lord, even in occultic activity. In the name of Jesus, let your power run through this land. Let your word run swiftly. Break in with light. Break in with truth. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Come on. Come on, pray for your loved ones. God, we pray, break in, break in, sever the cords of the enemy, every chain. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Those online, those here, if you're not right with God, don't leave this place in that condition on this first day of 2020. Give your life to Christ. You say, well, I've done that before. Well, are you living right for him right now? And I'm not talking about the Christ consciousness. That's a bunch of, that's a bunch of crap, okay? Did I say that? Minister Barry told me to say that, just in case you were offended. You can talk to him later. It's number 907. Amen. It's a lie. There's no Christ consciousness. There is the man Christ Jesus who's seated in heavenly places. And he gives us his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it, it's not a dove. It's not some consciousness. It is a real person, the third part of the Holy, the third part of the Trinity. And he comes to take his residence on the inside of you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Man, I, I am feeling this pushing. You've got to set your, I got in an argument with some guy. Was I praying? Anyway, you guys are all right. This is probably my third close. Come on, put your fist up like this. Go like this. It's okay. I was in the sauna. I'm going to write a book of all the stuff that's happened in the sauna. And this guy is telling me his philosophy of life, which is the biggest bunch of hogwash. You know what hogwash is? And in the end, through a series of talking back and forth and you have to, the song is kind of hard to argue and to kind of, you know, do apologetics because you get so hot and you can't think anymore and you got to get out. So, I mean, we had a couple cycles. In the end, I asked him, I said, who's your ultimate authority? Like, where have you come up with all of these ideas? Well, I just come up with them. I said, that's right. And that's a problem because you're finite and God's infinite. And I said, you are not the, you can't be the final authority. I said, I'm not the final authority. You know what the final authority is for me? It's God's word. And then I went to prove how God's word is God's word. And my clock is running away with it right now. You study to see how God's word really is the word from God. I mean, 66 different books, three different continents written from paupers to princes and everything in between and it never contradicts itself and if you do find a contradiction it's only because you're uneducated and untrained and we can help you with that just stick around and 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 over and over and over prophecy fulfillment over and over and over and over and over again it is amazing the word of God is the ultimate authority not what we think is true you're here you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time or you want to make a recommitment to him or you just want to be sure of your salvation all across this place. You say, that's me, Pastor. Wonderful. I'm so glad. Lift your hand high. You say, that's me. From this side all the way in the back. God bless you. God bless you. All the way in the middle here. God bless you. Anybody else? I see that hand in the back. Come on, wave your hand high so I can see your hand over on this side. God bless you. All right. 
receive Jesus, which means repent of your sin and, and thank him that he died on the cross in your place and receive his free gift of life that comes, of resurrection power. If that's you, giving your life to Christ for the first time, recommitting your life, or you just want to be sure, just pray this prayer right out loud, whether you raised your hand or not. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Let me pray for you. I pray, Holy Spirit, let your power and your fire come upon each and every one, that we would be your people, putting your power on display. The gifts of the Spirit would be in operation for every person here. That this year we commit to be a people of prayer as never before. I pray that our prayer meeting would go to 100 and would sustain and stay strong. I pray, God, that the priority of prayer, the premacy of prayer, would be for each and every one of us. We'd not shrink back. The world wouldn't affect us. The enemy, his manifestations, we bind now and would motivate us to pray. Our flesh would put down that we will be a people that persistently follow through, pray through to see your kingdom come. Your will be done. Oh, come on, pray it with me. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.